Uh, comic book quotes. This is Talk Radar. No, wait. Uh, sorry. I had a text that distracted me. Is that really <laughs> a mistake? Anyways. Is this how we're starting the show? Comic yes. book quote. This is Cape Crisis. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, uh, and this is a podcast about comic books and graphic novels and sequential art. All fun things that people love. And and Mad Magazine. And Mad Magazine, mm-hmm. which is not a comic book because it got printed in black and white. It oh. became a magazine, thus dodging the bullet of uh, Frederick Wortham and his seduction Same of the innocent. Now. His stupid comics code authority. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Mad Mad was the only EC book that survived because it became a magazine. How much do you think it would cost to, for us to pull our resources together and buy the comic uh, authority right now? <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think DC even uses them anymore. Who does? Does Archie, do they, Archie, Archie, Archie. Oh, so God. parents are looking at that. Archie yes. probably owns it now. I was, th- I was thinking back to when I was a little kid about like, how, uh, like some of our friend, our friends would just, yeah, you can rent Nightmare on Elm Street. Our friends' parents would just, you can rent Friday Thirteenth. Who cares? They didn't know about the movie ratings at that point. <laughs> really? I, I don't think so. I think it was still like that new and inconsequential to those kind of people. I mean, seriously, like if I went over to a friend's house because it. Can we rent Nightmare? Can we rent the Dream Child? Sure. What? I mean, yeah, you're seven. Why not? Yeah, it's a movie. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> why why should we rent that? Uh, <laughs> no, they just—they have no idea. Just, there's a baby carriage on the tr- cover. The Dream Child. Why not? It's adorable like, <laughs> for all ages. I, yeah, it's I, like Goonies, right? Yeah. <laughs> which is horrifying too. It and does w- explain why so many kids when I was, it was when I was when I was growing up had watched those movies. Yeah. Like Parents I was the only care. one who hadn't watched those movies. I just I just thrived on descriptions of them that were much more vivid and horrifying in my head than the movies probably ever were. I wonder why Freddy has has he had a comic or a consistent comic? Mm, I don't think so. That's well, we a, should introduce ourselves. Sorry. We should. Sorry. I'm the host, Henry Gilbert. Jesus. I'm H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. Hi, hi, Henry G. Hey, Tyler Wild, our continued companion. Yeah. How are you doing? Don't call me a host because I don't know about yeah, seriously. comics. seriously. Just call him a host. No, I'm well, a companion. Just call him a hoe. We're here with our regular co-host, Christopher Chris Antista. It matters very little. <laughs> I don't have a sound effect. I, wanted, I didn't have a sound effect that conveyed that properly. All right. And then we're here with our specialist of special guests, barely ever here in the podcasting station. If that's what you can call it, sure. Michael Mikkel Raparez. Hi. Yeah. Ooh, I, I wonder if I'm ever going to like take that off the soundboard. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Gary Newman drop. Boy, it's a hot one in San Francisco, guys. It must be like 79 or 80. I'm sweating. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. the, like the opening script of a Frasier episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, we need some, some applause when he comes in the door. I Actually, my applause button is gone. Oh, salad. I'm scrambling. I'm the beast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm of the boss. I don't know why he's he said the, it like Mario. Star of the boss. Um, yeah, man, freaking newsroom. Hate that show. You don't what? hate that bullshit. show. No, it's a bullshit show. That's the first time Olivia Mun- Munn's ever been good in anything. She's great in that show. It exists yeah. in a fantasy world. She is. So what? Does, but so does Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't feel. Uh, I'm just sick of uh, man. Fucking yes, it's uh, a liberal polemic. No, it's uh, just Sorkin-y characters being Sorkin-y. And, and it's a yeah. whole lot of hindsight. I agree. And what but, about the fucking... And he doesn't really know how to write women. Oh, man. At all. He's got issues with ladies. Oh, I, it, yes. Uh, do we have to talk about that? I, you were really irritated yeah, when I you brought that Yeah, I thought the show up. was about comics. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. 
Hey guys, it's been, it's been a, a lot of comic book reading's been going on for me this week. Oh uh, boy, got a lot of books in the mail. Ooh, hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what you, what we've been reading, like we normally starts with. I'll start with uh, Scarlet Spider. I was reading that, which is a book that should not be popular and shouldn't exist because <laughs> it stars Kane, a, the the Spider Man clone. Mm. Who was a very stupid character that was created in the Clone Saga? Like they decided he was basically made. They said, "Well, we want Spider-Man, but dark and brooding and stronger. Like, mm-hmm. let's have a Spider-Man that's sort of Wolverine, no, sort of Spawn and Wolverine and Spider-Man. That's Kane. And then like Kane disappeared when they killed the Clone Saga, mm-hmm. but then they just brought him back. And then they brought him back. At first, it seemed to kill him, mm-hmm. but then." They after this last like big crossover and called Spider Island, they then resurrected him and just made him like, no, you're not dying anymore. You're not sick. You're just a darker Peter Parker. But don't you want to live now and stop murdering people? And so a darker Parker, darker Parker. Oh, look what you did. So it's all about it's all about Kane. Oops, it's still too low. <laughs> Kane uh. has now adapted the uh, Kane has now adapted the name Scarlet Spider. Uh, as his character, which was the name of uh, Ben Riley's character back in the day, in uh, the original Clone Saga, and it's mm-hmm. just really interesting. Like Kane, it's it's a really well, cool do story you, about. Do you like it? Yeah, I do like it. I don't love it, but it, I it's a it's a neat story about a guy who was evil, who's now a lot like he's, but he has Peter Parker's like mm-hmm. nature, but he wasn't raised like Parker, but he's starting to like understand why Peter is a good guy and and trying to reclaim his soul. It's an interesting it's interesting and I'm really excited for they're doing a crossover between Scarlet Spider and Venom soon mm-hmm. called Minimum Carnage where they're fighting Carnage in America. Uh, that's like a terrible in Micronesia. <laughs> then uh. I have also been reading uh, the Scrooge McDuck comics Carl yeah. Barks Scrooge McDuck just Classics. Is there a yeah. new edition out of that? Uh came out last month from Fantagraphics. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's really good. I don't know if you've seen these, Michael, but uh, Fantagraphics has been putting out because I know you've you've read some, your, uh, oh, some yeah. Scrooge stories. Mm-hmm. Fantagraphics uh, took over the republishing of mm-hmm. uh, Carl Barks comics, and one of the finer points of it is that they're coloring it the way it was colored originally. Like oh, wow. they're not embellishing it with extra colors or to like say uh, make his spats and coat the or red and whatever color they're supposed to be. They're green because they were green in the original comic. And so it's just been really interesting to me. I forget how, uh, you know, like they, I realize now on the DuckTales show that mm-hmm. they softened Scrooge a little. Like, Oh, they, they kind of did a lot. Uh, in some cases, a lot. Like Scrooge in the comics, and Carl's Barks Scrooge at least, refuses to learn lessons. Like He's kind of Eric never, Cartman all the time. Yes. Yeah. And he also like... If the, the, one of the continuing things is he's like, look, I'll pay the the kids save his fortune millions of times, mm-hmm. and he'll offer them twenty cents an what hour. A farthing, yeah, he'll pay them twenty cents an hour and then renege on it. And what? Leave that. Renege. Okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so and it makes him kind of an asshole. And if he did that in the in the Ducktales cartoon to Huey, Dewey, and Louie, he wouldn't have been as uh, likable. So they really softened that up, but. I also just an like eccentric goof that yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. What a goof! It's just goofing on them. Remember the the quintessential short Scrooge McDuck strip was he's he's in a restaurant and waiter comes up and asks to take his order 
And he says, uh, hmm, do you charge for bread? And I'm like, no. Do you charge for gravy? No. I'll have bread and gravy. <laughs> Such a skinflint. Yeah. There was another good short one in because there that I... Because he's Scottish. <laughs> there was another good short one in there I, I read where he... Uh, uh, Donald... Or Huey, Dewey, and Louie... No, Donald made a fake newspaper that, that uh, somehow convinced Scrooge that fish had replaced money as currency. And he's like, oh, God, I need all this fish. And, like, he just... And, like, through his hard work just to want to have a lot of money... By the end of the day, he had tons of fish, like four tons of fish. And then, then he says, well, I can't even dive around in this money. Yes, and, you can. Uh, even easier than solid gold <laughs> coins. He felt that the money just wasn't as, it just didn't feel as nice. And then he just gives all, he says, now this money is meaningless. And now I'll just give it to my kids and then just get, or give it to my nephews. And he then dumps like three tons of fish on, on Donald's lawn because he gave him all his money. That would feel really weird to like swim through a pool of, of just fish. No, it sucks. I'm from Florida. I've done it before. It's like that terrible. That feeling is pretty awful. It, 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 mm-hmm. it, it something about like running through like a, a, a line of prison dicks, like just everything's like slowly, <laughs> yeah. like softly scraping you. Prison and I'm like a specific. I'm a baby. If I'm like waiting in a lake and like a fish mm-hmm. just touches my ankle, I'm like, you're one of those ah! guys. and I run. You're and, one. Mm-hmm. You're one of those. The seaweed touches your foot. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I miss Tubin though. Tubin's fun. The game is fantastic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle band song. Mm-hmm. We'll go out. We'll go out with that. Uh, it's a great song. All right, and uh, let's see. I was somebody. Somebody handed me. Um, the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, the Simon and Schuster mm. collections. Are those the ones? But that's not by Carl's. That's not by. Oh, they're not at all. Oh, maybe. It is. I, I think they're just a mix of. They're somehow chronologically related. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sort of just fell into my lap. Well, there's the second like Barks is at the top, and then right below Barks is this one other person. I want to say their name is like Rose or something, mm-hmm. or Don Rose. Maybe I, he's like right below Barks, like a lot. So. I think most duck fans, once they've read all the barks, then they move on oh, to this guy. Michael, you're not even like a duck fan, but you like mm-hmm. these comics. Yeah, well, my sister always used to get them, mm-hmm. and I would read them when she was done with them. And so, yeah, I, I know Carl Barks' work pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of mortified. Uh, uh, when, I, when I started uh, out of college, I was interning in a newspaper in Medford, Oregon, and found out, like, a couple of weeks in that he died at a nursing home in Medford. Oh. And just thinking like, oh, oh my wow. God, he was right here this whole time. Oh, that sucks. I, I could have gone and made his final days miserable. You should have showed up to at his funeral with like no pants and a top hat. I should have. He would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> he would have loved that. Um, wearing a green jacket as per canon. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, yes, I, I love, I'm already a Duck fan. But then reading those those Carl Barks because I'm I'm just so astounded mm-hmm. by like how much I I get out of it how much it still gets to me. Well, and also Fantagraphics like they're not about they're about the pure history of mm-hmm. it. They like in the Donald Duck collection that they mm-hmm. published right before this, it had two stories in there that I think Disney would be afraid to never like they'd be like we should never reprint these I, ones. They have they have some very racial, almost racist things in there. I remember reading about that because actually, a lot of Disney's early comics, especially with racist shit, have fallen into the public domain, unlike uh-huh. their cartoons mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, 
So maybe it's that. I mean, like, almost anybody can publish these things? Uh, yeah, there, there were certain things that, like, nobody thought anything of that back mm. in the day. But, like, now it's it's like, oh, yeah, Scrooge McDuck is bragging about how he chased off some savage native tribe that was squatting on land that he wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, back eggs. then, back in the 50s, it probably was just like, oh, yeah, he chased those uh, those bums off. They're not really people. <laughs> Oh, but, listen but, to the Laser Time yeah, Racism episode. But there, there is, there's definitely, there's definitely a certain appeal in a character who basically has unlimited funds, mm-hmm. like just yeah. totally he unlimited to resources for any any situation. But well, none he That's, he does spend yeah. them sometimes. He'll mm-hmm. use them, yeah. But it's always in the pursuit of more wealth. Like he's yeah. always after some new treasure that he's heard about. So it's sort of like Indiana Jones if Indiana Jones was absurdly rich. It feels like, but he also is. so self-interested and yeah. has no and like he, and had very few redeeming qualities. This belongs in a swimming pool I can dive in. <laughs> I, I was I was told that in, in a creative writing class in college that that's why almost all shows and movies take place with characters just over the upper edge. So mm-hmm. there's no matter what conflict you introduce them to they can always find the means to get mm. to it. So if there's a reason why I have to go to Italy to collect a fucking inheritance, it's just not happening. I won't get that inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's why I think just on most shows, there's always a rich guy. Like, yes. there's a rich guy in some show. Because mm-hmm. you need a character who's just like, can do anything. And that's, that's what money is. That's the is. fallback of the lazy writer. It's yeah. like, or, oh or, shit, they need unlimited resources to do this. Uh, here's this guy with unlimited resources. Or they win a contest. Or yeah. they just <laughs> choose to ignore financial realities. Yeah. Like in sitcoms mm. where, say in Friends, where they live in New York apartments that would cost a lot of money and you're a, what, a waitress? The, hey, we a need rent money. Waitress. What are we going to do? I know, let's buy a bar. You know, but the they, only, right, but that's never a... Yeah. The only <laughs> episode of Friends I remember is the one where like three of them, no idea who... Realize that hey, we're rich, and these other three aren't. Who right. wants to go see Bruce Spring? He's like, I work in a fucking coffee house. Like, I can't afford eighty dollars tickets. I can barely make rent this month. And then, so right. the, the rich friends start hating the uh, poor friends. I don't know. That's the, that's the only yeah. episode address, I remember. They address that fact once. once. And the rest of the time, they can all do whatever they like, want. I'm like, yeah, they're... you're right. That the fucking you live in a like a glass pyramid in Manhattan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that was uh, there was one episode where it was in an alternate timeline, and Who's in that one, friends? Chandler on Friends, oh. where Chandler was trying to write for Archie Comics. Uh, anyway, hey, you, hey, you took it back. Yes, nicely done. There oh, was boy. there were a couple other funny bits in the in the. Scrooge thing too like there was one where he made them walk over a mountain because they're like you can take this flight and he's like $20 for a flight what am I just burning money come on I walked I walked over this mountain 30 years ago we can do it now and then when they get to the other side of the place they see the airstrip they're like there's the airstrip it would have been here a week ago and then Scrooge's like well I save that money and then the the guy on the airstrip's like Oh, Mr. Scrooge, it's great to see you. He's like, what? He's like, well, you're my boss. You hired me here five years ago. Like, you own this place. He's like, oh, whoops. Sorry. I I, I was going to say, speaking of Archie Comics, yeah, it's not just me towing the company line. Um, Archie released a Mega Man Comics app, and you get the first Mega Man comic for free on mm-hmm. iOS devices, and I really can't say enough awesome things about the Mega Man comic. Is it's it better pretty than the Sonic good. the Hedgehog comic? I have not read Sonic the Hedgehog does Mega comic. Man eat, does Mega Man eat lots of chili dogs? Is no, what no. What, what is great about it is the first book is that they find a narrative plot device 
to have Mega Man beat the right bosses in order. Like, yes. that really that like warmed my heart. The first four issues tell the first move, the first game. Six issues. Four. No, it is four. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, here's what I'll say why Mega Man is better than Sonic right now. Because mm-hmm. Sonic has over 200 issues of continuity making it stupid. <laughs> while Mega Man just got started. In 100 issues, I, when they have to start making up things that aren't in the games, <laughs> I bet Mega Man might not make as much sense. Is Tails still a transvestite wizard? <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's, it's Knuckles, Tails... Sonic, they're okay, but they had to create a whole other group of characters around them. Sally Hot S. Acorn. Sally Acorn, um, mm. the cyborg what? bunny girl. I've, I've never heard of characters being <laughs> made up in the Sonic universe and added without any discretion. It's sort or of context. crazy. Yeah, they, only, they rarely make up Sonic characters. Usually just when a Japanese executive right. acknowledges an animal's existence. <laughs> then they become, then oh, they, we don't have a rabbit yet. We oh, don't. We don't. We'll throw them with let's the crocodile. Let's make it wear a dress. Will they get along? Who cares? I like the idea that every time they hear about an animal, they call <laughs> yes. a meeting and get really excited. Well, I think it, I, I do imagine like an executive over there who thinks like that, like, Ah, a bee. A bee. <laughs> and he calls into the office and like, put a fucking bee in Sonic. I'm a genius. What does he do? He buzzes? He, yes. Uh, so he Yuji Naka honey? just found out how our monkeys exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, to work this in there somehow. Uh, um, Chris, have you read comic books? <laughs> Jesus. It's not a, uh, yeah, of course. I, I'm in, I'm in a bit of a dilemma that I haven't been in before. Mm-hmm. With comics that I would just like to bring up. Um, All right, I'm reading Irredeemable, and I had lightly touched into Incorruptible. I'm just like blowing through Irredeemable, mm-hmm. um, really liking it a lot. And I'm on like the last five issues, mm-hmm. and then it says this is the big crossover, awesome. and mm-hmm. I'm not ca- like. And I look, I look it up. This happens in Incorruptible issue 25. I have the compendium, not a big deal. If I weren't <laughs> on issue nine. <laughs> so I have. I was starting to feel like Incorruptible was getting to be a slog. Like I actually was not enjoying. Yeah, Incorruptible I, as much. I, I don't think it's nearly as good. As nah. No, it never gets. And better. I was kind of annoyed because uh, I might not have the latest graphic novel, but mm-hmm. the last one I read, it was like you know this is the big crossover, and I read it, and it's like this is all in flashback. Hmm. And then they like they they actually meet in the present at the very end. But the art style is good and like incorruptible. In the, the art style is good. Is incorrupt and incorruptible is in irredeemable. I think. Well, that's like the art in irredeemable gets art, so much the story, better. Everything else. Yeah. It's not huh. as good and incorruptible. I also didn't. I think I mentioned it on here before. But in the in the second incorruptible volume, like his underage uh, sidekick disappears or gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so he finds this girl that looks just like her to pretend to be her. So people won't know she's to present a false front. But then the girl, like number one, like Annie. she she acts Annie. so weird when she gets kidnapped. She's like, "This guy's gonna rape me! Oh my god, he's gonna rape me!" And then he's like, "I don't expect to have sex with you." And then she says, "I'm a lesbian." Then she says, "Well, you know, I'm not really into guys." He's like, "I don't want to have sex with you, okay?" Like, why was her response to be like, like first she's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna rape me," to then be like, "Look, here's." Let's just talk theoretically. Like, well, hold on. If we were going to have sex. To present it slightly, this it, is if the uh, Irredeemables is starring like a Superman gone mad, all of a sudden resents humanity and turns mm. himself against it with all his power. Uh, Incorruptible was the companion series that was brought up of a villain, a not a Lex Luthor type, but like a super strong, practically mm-hmm. indestructible super yeah. villain 
seeing the world fall down at the hands of the Superman-esque character and decides to become a hero. So you have one comic where the uh, hero becomes a villain, one where the villain becomes a hero. So this guy, this villain is trying to become a hero, and he basically abducts, uh, abducts this woman that the whole world knows is a horrible person <laughs> and has been having sex with a 16-year-old sidekick. Yeah. And he just grabs her and doesn't say anything to her. I didn't find that completely implausible. No, I just thought the way she acted later, where she's like, "Look, you shouldn't rape me because I'm a lesbian." Like, why would she say that? Like, she why protection? I say it every day. You know what it's like to walk around looking like this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying her defense. It's a very logical. uh, It it was illogical. Why don't you just become a spokesman for women? I'm sorry that I'm trying to think about women for once on this. It's just a really funny thing to say. Like, don't force sex on me. I'm a lesbian. I won't enjoy it. He's grabbing her by the arm and taking her to certain danger. She tore out of a fucking vehicle. It's she was abducted right abruptly. Like, what are you gonna? He doesn't say anything. That but as Henry says, that I'm a lesbian thing sounds a little weird yeah. as a, as a defense against. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, it's, well, it, that it won't work. Well, maybe just right. like you know, born out of desperation, like I'll say anything yeah. to avert this from happening. I, also, guess, I, didn't so. I did do that once with a really, really ugly girl. I uh, I told you her, I told her you're a lesbian. I told her I had AIDS. Uh, and it was, wow, it was, it was great, and she still uh, went for it. Just uh, so you know, really? like, oh. yes, it's not a death sentence. That's bad. Oh boy, it's not a death sentence. Well, does that even does that come into play later? Like, does she hit on other girls or have like a new female love not interest? Not where like, I'm at. No. And that's Michael? about 15 issues in. No, I, I, I've only read like the See, first volumes. See, then that just volumes. doesn't even... She should just... What the fuck is your problem and, with and this? And I Jesus. think basically the, the whole thing was just like, we need to replace the sidekick with somebody who's not underage, so he's not a pedophile. <laughs> Which I thought was an, more, at least an interesting like challenge for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was another pe- thing. It's like, I'm going to be good now. I'm not going to be a pedophile anymore. Not going to sleep with a 16-year-old girl anymore. Yep. That's, the, that's the one... The whole, Her name is Jailbait. I guess. I guess that whole aspect is hard to buy because, like, yeah, you want to go, go, but he's like so good, and I'm going to interpret everything I've always been told that is good. Like, well, no, you're kind of. De- there's a new world out here. Define your own morals and whatnot. And now the law says I can't sleep with a 17 year old. Does it? Yes. You live in a post-apocalyptic you do. society. Essentially. Yes. You just yeah. You just walked on. Uh, you just walked in one minute across a four-story bank. Like, that's been blown to the ground. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. And it reminds me why I hate Lost. Anyway. <laughs> hey, um, tell, uh, what were you telling me about our local hero who's... Uh... Oh, I, I hope I'm not getting that wrong. Like, uh, a dude uh, who runs Isotope Comics, I'm pretty fucking sure, is Isotope and Invincible. And I wasn't sure of that, except, like, this dude looks exactly like the dude who runs Isotope Comics and then yeah. reveals his name is Isotope. Who already looks like he would be in a comic yes. book. Which character name is, is James. Isotope? I don't remember. Uh, wait, I, I, want, I hope I'm thinking of the right comic. I really do. It could it could have been Incorruptible. It was a... I'm pretty sure it was Invincible. Um, okay. Let me get back well, to you on that. All right. Uh, but either way, like, now I'm just going to ask him to come on the show. And especially because I want to know he has a Doctor Strange outfit yeah. on display and oh, I'm like I, I know there was a, a made for TV movie I just don't know if that, it's just, that why display it if that's not the suit yeah we need this guy that's yeah. one of those really cool small comic book stores that has like a setup for DJs and all kinds of art on the wall ah. yeah. and like I don't know how many comics they have but they're really really cool and you go in there and you, you're like wow I'm cool for being here it wasn't and I said I, I should never say this out loud but just like <laughs> he sells comics in San Francisco I've met Robert Kirkman several times. 
I feel like him basing a character off of me is like so fucking far fetched, <laughs> right? That I got really sad. Well, because you only know him when he's famous. Like this guy probably supported oh, Robert Kirkman. That's probably before. true. Yeah, that's the thing. He's, he he was, was probably buying. That's in the news. That Cena Grace has left Skybound. Oh no! I love talking to Cena. He was great. Yeah, now he's off to working on his own uh, solo stuff uh, by himself. Is he really? Yep. Oh, he looks like he took uh, Kirkman's independent. Spirit. Independent advice a little too zero. That's what happened when Kirkman Kirkman's become the man. Now. Yeah, not really. But uh, I did ask that on uh, at Games Radar. We had mm-hmm. a twenty four hour marathon, and for a chunk of it, we had the Walking Dead uh, game guys from mm-hmm. Telltale. Oh, yeah. Tell Tell Tell. It's done a bang up job. Tell Tales. They did a great. They they were talking about working with Kirkman, and I asked them like. You know, since Kirkman owns his own stuff, it must be easier than working on, say, Back to the Future or something, or Jurassic Park, right? You know, like, and uh, they, they, you know, I don't think they didn't want to talk bad about their other people, but the other people they've worked with. But definitely, like, you got to figure Kirkman, he owns the copyright, so he he can just say, yeah, do that, or don't do that. (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be checked with a million other people, you know? Yeah. I would say that's usually the right decision. It's the only the thing I hold a lot when people call rock star dicks, and like that's because the executives are like the main writers, yeah, and they're not only worried about the business, like yeah. don't don't spoil my fucking story. Yeah. They're perfectionists. Yeah, they're, they're this, perfectionists. The, yeah, you hear about how like ahead of time when Red Dead Redemption came out, like there were these stories about uh, it's, it's fucked up here. Managers don't know what to do, and they have no clue, like. And why they make the best <laughs> game? The best game? What could be the best the, game of this generation? Yeah, like, one of them. Well, like I got into a, a brief argument with some guy on Twitter who was like, uh, I wouldn't even really call it an argument, but he he was like, why don't they just make a GTA movie? Why is that so hard? And it's like, well, because Hollywood wants to take creative control away from the mm. companies that create these things. Yeah. I can't see Rockstar ever standing for that. They are micromanaging perfectionists, which is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. They would they would want absolute control over. Now the idea of them losing creative control. I worry though that like if they if Rockstar made a movie, it, it would end up in production hell. Or mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, granted, they do put out. Well, games. it'd take about six years, but it would be pretty yeah. great. I would also say that I think Final Fantasy Spirits Within proved to us that, just, like people always said, oh, Final Fantasy has so much story, and look at all these cutscenes. They should make a CG movie, and mm. then they did, and it was. Trash. Well, it felt like cutscenes. Yeah, it, well, it felt like cutscenes, but also I do think they had to make a lot of compromises. Like it wasn't as like grossly Japanese as it should have yeah. been. Like they tried to make it for everybody. Like let's make this guy look like Ben Affleck and this person look like yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, but, uh, this is not about compromise. Tyler. Just he handed me uh, as a true journalistic professional handed me a. What is this? Someone saying like it's speculated? Yeah, I, I just looked up the character um, Isotope. I think uh, I'll I'll just ask him to come on. I didn't know they were denying this. Right. I guess there like, is no denial. I'll show you, it, Tyler. You've met the guy. I know. I'll show you yeah. the fucking the strip, no, and you'll I've, be like, I've seen. Yeah, the that's picture. him. Like, I guess people, other people, have speculated that and the Kirk character of Isotope it. was was based off of James, who owns the comic book shop. But Kirkman says. It's a complete coincidence. He's a friend of the book, but Ryan didn't know what he looked like when he drew that issue. But they, looking at a picture of him, they... It's very specific. It's Isotope want, Comics. And anyway, never mind. I don't want this to be my, my conspiracy Let's theory. Have I refuse. Show. I refuse. I refuse. Uh, uh, you know, in Bone, in that book, they, this the, is Bone. the owner of... Uh, <laughs> 
the owner of uh, Comic Relief in Berkeley. He appears in it. Does he really? So, yep. Uh, the late. Owner I always wondered of if, Comic like, Relief. I'm like fat and lonely and. My foot's been caught off because of diabetes. It'll take some solace in that, like thirty years later. That someone no, put that me in a wasn't what he was in. He was. It was likely he would lose his foot. But what? Fortunately, I have no idea who you're talking but, about. Well, I was just Rory, make, Rory Root. I thought you're talking. No, I was making up an elaborate scenario of what I'll no. probably end up looking this like. This was the disgusting owner of the. Uh, wow, now you relief. sound horrible, Chris. You just made fun of I a did, diabetic. Dude, I had never. I don't know who you're talking about. You've never described me. No idea. Anyway, you sound wow. like Robert Kirkman. Right now, now. now we're in like a lawsuit <laughs> scenario. What other comic books have you read? Anybody? Um, I just got done reading Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Oh, oh don't, which is the don't first tell me Marvel too, book I've read in years. Really? Don't tell me too much about it because I just bought it for my flight. Because oh. uh, this is another one. I'm, well, I guess we're all flying out to PAX tomorrow, yeah. aren't we? Well, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I will say it's it's pretty it's okay. Fine. It's. Uh, uh, I kind of wish that. He, they'd spent more time on Deadpool actually killing heroes rather yeah. than like somebody showing, showing up montage. to the aftermath. Like, yeah. oh my God, look what happened to these guys. And here's a little time with the Punisher. And- uh-huh. It is and, nice, and now we'll just like kill off the ninety percent of the remaining universe in a contrived little. I do scene. love how, how they how they did that. It's just like, and after that, Wolverine killed the or uh, Deadpool killed the X Men. You don't want to, like half of them are immortal and like can't be touched. <laughs> like, how did he do that exactly? Well, he pulled Wolverine's <laughs> head off. Like, I, I, I did. I look. I, it's not like I didn't enjoy that book. I just wasn't. It, it's not as satisfying as you think it would be by the title. And I yeah. think if you read if you read the preamble in the beginning, it's like they're not taking it totally seriously. They just think this is what you want. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's it's not as funny as Deadpool sometimes is, no. but it, it does take his like fourth wall breaking. And mm-hmm. like, what if he realizes that like. Like he he the the realization that the fourth wall is there becomes total, and he becomes convinced like I have to destroy everything in order to mm-hmm. escape this. That's what that's what I thought it was when I first read it. I thought it was like you were seeing a Deadpool starring comic from the perception of everybody Deadpool encounters, hmm. where we all think he's hilarious and can't wait for him to kill people, but everybody else has to be. Fu- uh, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it's just an unpredictable monster. Yeah, he's an unpredictable monster. I don't know if for friends or not. He could kill me or. I'd, I don't know because we're not, the, the the people he kills aren't privy to the conversation that goes on in his head that makes yeah. it all funny and charming. Yeah, exactly. And it, but then it, it just ended up becoming this like they just say it so many times in the book. This is what you wanted, right, guys? You love Deadpool. He kills people. <laughs> and I, ultimately, ultimately, I was like really. Dis- I ended up being really disappointed in it, especially yeah. the ending. Yeah, the ending. Was that sounds very. What you wanted, right, fucking nerds? Yeah. <laughs> finally did it, right? No yeah, reason, no conclusion. I did like that they make a reference to the Punisher having done this before. Yes, yes. Well, that's how I felt in the Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe. He also, they put in a lot of contrivances. Yeah, well, like, I mean, anything like that's going to be contrived. How about when you use the word Marvel and Universe, you, d- you go a little longer than four issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah, could go for that. twelve. Well, like early six. I think part of the problem is like you know, like this is a good idea, but you know, it came out of like some marketing executive's head. Like, hey, mm. this character is pretty popular. What if he killed off every other character? And that's that's or what I saw just, from like, the start end of the- franchise. Blank kills the Marvel universe. The end of the book, the writers start breaking the fourth wall as well, and just like this is this is what you all wanted. Like, not that we really want this, but like here you go. Can mm. we can we go home now? Yeah, it really. Yeah, it just sends. What sends me is that like. It, uh, well, it's what's happening in comics now. This was a bigger conversation I was going to have, but like, 
It's a good question. I, I feel it's getting too cynical where, like, say, with what's coming after Avengers versus X-Men mm-hmm. is they just, they cancel all these other books. They're like, well, what what's our best song stuff? X-Men Avengers? Let's make X-Men Avengers comics. Uncanny oh, Avengers. Really? Uncanny Avengers is going to be the new spearhead, like, is a big shot book of the whole Marvel universe. It's, that blows. Yeah, it's it's it, all. It's just they mix everything. It, I hate it when they treat like events like this as uh, as like pilots. Well, no, that's the whole point. Like they get that's the whole point of these big events. That every event that happens <laughs> will launch at least two new books because that's the whole point. That they're making you read. Mm-hmm. Everybody's reading this giant crossover. So why not try to launch a new Nova comic or a new. Mm-hmm. Whatever. What, the was, fuck what was the big one? The Sentry or the Sentinel? The Sentry. Sentry. The Sentry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like that was like a big like alternate reality one off that like you know at the end the character just basically disappears from everybody's memory. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like oh, that did really well. Let's bring him back as a regular character. Yeah, he's just regular. I, and I can't yeah. emphasize how awesome that Sentry standalone book is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then it, to I, find out that like no, we just brought him back at full power and he's basically yeah. God. He's yeah, on, he's Fuck on the Avengers shit. now. He never speaks. And we have to come up with very contrived ways that he uh-huh. can't fix every problem. Yeah, <sighs> it's basically like you know, it's like Stanley in a playground argument. It's like, yeah, well, my character's like Superman times a billion. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stanley. Oh, I, I saw a uh, funny sure picture is. of Stanley this weekend of him in posed, <laughs> of him posed, in, posed nude on a yeah. uh, on like the couch in the Marvel bullpen with just a comic book covering his genitals, like, like was, a ball of scrotum with legs, uh, his withery but, floppy genitals. It was 1970s Stan, so he was he's getting a is like early 40s Stan, so he's looking all right. Huge gray back hair. <laughs> you know, Tyler, I know you read tons of comics every week and always have a ton of things to say. So have you read any? Um, I've been reading Garfield's tweet. Yes! <laughs> yes. I was hoping you maybe read some more just because you've been, you know, sick. You I know what's great about Tuesday? It's not Monday! Monday. Uh, no, I have been sick. definitely going to tweet about this. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thanks, Sam. Um, I have not. It was some, It was on my list of to do while I'm sick, but I was like, the last two days, today I was a little better. The last two days I was so sick I couldn't... Like, get out re- of bed. And- reading something... Took like I would get through two pages and be like, I'll I tried just, to read more Lock and Key, and I would like get through two pages and be like, my eyes are just blurring on yeah. the screen. Like that's the kind of time to sleep sick more. I felt. Yeah, that's the I was I was that sick two weeks ago, and there was no episode of Cape Crisis. Yeah, like, like literally, I'm losing f- like visual focus on what I'm trying I, to read. I, I was that's pretty sick. bad. I was that sick when you guys recorded Laser Time. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because I, 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 I read, I read, I did nothing but sit in bed. And read comics, and I fell asleep about every four seconds yeah. from like whatever the hell was wrong with me. So no, I played a little Guild Wars two when I felt okay, but Yay. that's not a comic available book. through Laser Time. Please use our Amazon. Shit, yeah. You know, uh, guys, again, you click on that Amazon link. Anything you buy in that on Amazon through that link, we get money. Not just that. I bought twelve. Bottles of teriyaki sauce on through that Amazon link recently. Why not you not buy- money, but it just it gives a very very it gives like pennies back. So if enough Still of you money. do it, it yeah. covers our. Host, well, like all you have to do is, is go to that box, search for something, then you can go like anywhere on Amazon mm-hmm. and buy whatever you and want. And buy as much teriyaki sauce and, and as like, you need for your teriyaki. But 
And a cut of the money you were going to pay already will go Are we Use it as a portal to do your Amazon shopping. Please, mm-hmm. if you like us. Are we coming over for a big teriyaki barbecue? Are we, Hank? Mm-hmm. No. No? Are we ever going to I don't want anyone to see my apartment. No? Because it's so full but of teriyaki sauce, I bet. I want to see how you live. Well, see box my upon box. Okay, so my apartment is really messy right now because when I got sick, I basically dropped... you've been working at Games Raider for the last six years. <laughs> when I got sick, yeah. I basically dropped all my garbage on the floor and just like I, I'm not picking this up. I'm yeah, too sick. Well, us too. And then the next, and then the next weekend, I had to go to L.A. so I couldn't clean my apartment that weekend. This weekend, the previous weekend, I did a 24 hour marathon, so I was too exhausted from that. This weekend, I'm at PAX, so I've just had no time to clean up my room. Man, all you guys talking all right, about mom. All, all you guys talking about being deathly ill makes me really happy that I'm in a little unventilated room with you. Yes. Uh, Let's, uh, I just want to throw that out. With there. Don't worry. There's like a three day uh, period that it'll take to. Uh, oh, yes. so it'll hit gestate. me in the middle of Pax. Yes. Well, Pax is going <laughs> to give you incubates in my chest. Pax and is going to give you a whole different cold. So that's you're going to have yeah. two colds. No, I think we and might. You're going to die. I think yeah, we no, might be the Pax plague. Uh, we're going to be the starters. Let's synthesize. I think shit. we're it this year. I've never been it. I'm so happy. Well, because then we won't get sick because we'll be patient zero. Exactly. That's the dark phoenix of colds. We are Pax patient zero. So have fun with that, everyone. So there's a quick news thing I want to talk about before we take a break. Shield? Yeah, it is pretty cool. Actually, let's talk about that, too. Shield, the TV show announced, guys. It's going to be a pilot. Starring Michael Chiklis. Wait. No. 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 This is Shield with a bunch of dots in it. Oh, boy. Uh, So remember how we all talked about a couple weeks ago how... Joss Whedon was signed on to do the Avengers number two. Mm-hmm. Well, part of that deal was him also creating a television TV show for ABC. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's producing it with his wife and brother. Jed. The same people who worked on Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Mm-hmm. So nice. you know it's going to be good. I wish they'd do more of that. Yeah. yeah, I read a thing about that where he basically says we could only do it because there was a strike and everyone was free. No one is free now, so they can't No one do is free, it. but I remember they said, like, but every, he said it in a, in a modest way that since we didn't split the, we didn't ask for funding and we didn't <laughs> split the profits between people who didn't do anything, everybody made a lot of money. Yeah, as they should, and they should do for it. For that kind of endeavor. Yeah. It's beautiful, and it's like it's airing on the CW. <laughs> it it so, is, yeah. Doctor Har- Horrible. They and just what? paid for it? What? Well, well, the CW three parts miniseries, just as or, a special, oh, or like a awesome. movie or whatever. Yeah, crazy. That's awesome. But yeah, Shield pilot. Like I was very nervous because apparently it's be set in the Marvel universe. It is the Marvel like, Cinematic Universe. I don't. I don't think I ever want to see uh, Guillermo del Toro's. Hulk, Hulk series, show, yeah. mm. but uh, a Shield series is pretty perfect. They can cover anything in the Marvel universe. All those tertiary characters that'll never ever get mm. get a movie. Ones with inexpensive special effects powers. Exactly, too. the ones that'll never appear in a TV screen in establishing shot. <laughs> like the, they can finally be on Shield, and then fucking Nick Fury can appear every they once in a, a while. Special guest appearance, like mm-hmm. in season finale, of like, hey, we got to visit Tony Stark. Hey, Robert Downey Jr. Hey, bye. <laughs> All owned by Disney, right? uh, by the way, because I I did I didn't ever see this, but did you see the um, the Nathan Fillion show Castle? Yep. And yeah. he teamed up with Robert Downey Jr. for just a series what? of like just ridiculous uh, promos. Huh. I'm in Avengers. I'm in Castle. We're, we're a lot alike. No, we're not. Castle this far, <laughs> ABC and ABC. ABC. Man, why isn't Nathan Fillion... Nathan Fillion better be in Avengers 2. 
Who would Nathan Fillion be in the Marvel Universe now? We wanted him as Captain mm-hmm. America. Yeah, he could have been a Hawkeye. Well, no, he's too cool for Hawkeye. He could have been a decent Hawkeye. Mm. Is, there an, is there a slightly older character? He could be Star-Lord. No, yeah, I, I don't want... Like, right, no, okay, no, that's, look, that's not bad. Look, Robert Downey Jr. is older than Nathan Fillion. I don't true. want to accept that Nathan Fillion is aging, okay? Is it hasn't been 10 years since Firefly, all right? It's, it has. He's just as young as he was in Firefly. <laughs> His butt is probably just as good as mm. it looked in Firefly. Fuck, that was delicious. Well, it was Captain mm. Hammer. Yeah. And a hammer was his penis. <laughs> Damn it. I, I was like falling over myself to say that first. Speaking <laughs> of other, uh, speaking of movies as well, uh, Justice League. More rumors going rounds about that. Wait, not Ben Affleck anymore. So first Ben Affleck has officially said, I am not doing this. Ben Affleck doesn't want that cross to bear. Now the there's two uh, two folks rumored and one seems more likely than the other. The Wachowskis oh, came up right. first. You can't say Wachowski brothers anymore because one's a lady now. So they're, oh, they're just oh, the very, Wachowskis. very, might I say, unconvincing lady. Hey, yeah, you figure with all his money, all his money, maybe if you're gonna, like you know, lady. put on a dress and earrings, maybe put a wig over the male pattern baldness. <laughs> That'll work. So, hey. so is it like a Tim and Eric married news team, attack? dude? Yeah, with less makeup, yes. Oh, wow. Hey, don't talk too bad about it, because that Wachowski lives in Castro. So. Does he really? Oh, with shit. his with his dominatrix uh, master wife. Really? Yeah. Uh, she is going to No idea. She used to have sex with Buck Angel, the number one male oh, female-to-male transgender porn star. That person is troubling to look at. Yeah, it's I've scary. I haven't photos. looked at their... Ge- I haven't seen female Buck to Angel. Male. Female yeah. to male. You she dresses at, like a cowboy? He dresses like a cowboy. If you look at Buck Angel, it is a buff... Bald guy with a beard, like a total yeah. bear. And a pussy. And then he has a pussy. <laughs> Wait, I, guys, I, I, I can make this I can sound I can do that, too. Intensive. Watch what happens when I tuck it behind my legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I, I read about this in, show, uh, I read about him yes. in a Rolling Stone uh, profile, and he talked about how he had made history because Buck Angel had had sex with the most famous male-to-female ma- male porn star, mm-hmm. That still had a dick, so they they used their opposite genitals to have regular sex, but looked that must like have been the, surreal. It, yeah, I kind of want to see it just for the hell of strange. Well, now we have to reach out to him. Um, I don't know if Buck Angel still lives in San Francisco. <laughs> Did they record it? I mean, no. Know. This is not. This is not fucking. Talk to the Wachowski. Okay, yeah. so the Wachowskis. They the, were the Wachowski sister. They could have. <laughs> I don't. I think they could be okay. Justice League directors. Here's why I think that. that They'll be just. They love fine. comical books. They love. They them. do, and the best example I can say, like V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, you can well. say that Speed Racer looks like colored vomit shoved in your face at ten yes. mi- at a hundred miles an hour. But damn if it wasn't true to what Speed Racer was. And it, like, it, it, had, it had a cinematic it. vision, which most yes. of those adaptations do not. But more importantly. The Wachowskis have been under contract at Warner Brothers ever since The Matrix. And yeah, very clearly exactly. have not been able to make anything else anywhere. So odds mm-hmm. are it'll fall to them. And they know how to make they know how to make things with a big budget, too. Mm-hmm. Which is the difference between the other guy that's not, that is in the talk is uh, Ruben Fleischer, who directed um, 30 Minutes or Less and Zombieland. Uh, which I think he'd get more of the human aspect of it than the Wachowskis ooh, would. Sure. But, uh, and then the so other... Uh, I, I'm hoping the Wachowskis have a Ruben Fleischer, but the Wachowskis are working on something else right now. Mm-hmm. So 
Then the other, the last rumor about the Justice League film is that it will be used to reboot Batman. They'll make the Justice League film in 2015, mm-hmm. cast their new Batman, and then their hope is that Batman will be so successful and loved that then they'll make another Batman with that guy. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I wonder if they'll bring back, you know, like the goofy Schumacher Batman. Because I, well, I know a lot of over 50s were very upset that uh, about the dark yeah. aspect of the, the uh, Christopher Nolan Yeah, film. so a giant pair of nipples with pointy ears. I do think they, Lots of big they sound need effects. to make it more comic booky. Like, they should just let the Nolan world be the world it is. And they get more comic booky in the Justice League thing anyway. Uh, so, all right. And then on the other side of this, we'll have the other piece of news that I was going to use for our ta- question of the week. And we'll talk about your question of the week. Ooh. Answers from last week. Bye-bye. I mean, see you <laughs> on the other side. Soon. <laughs> hey, guys. This is the little old break where we talk to you about stuff on Cape Crisis, and I just want to thank you all so much for listening. It, it really, really does brighten my day to know I have su- such fans that like hearing me talk about comic books. So uh, what I first wanted to say that we are hosted on LazerTimePodcast.com, the home of the super-de-duper awesome LazerTime Podcast uh, the and our sister show, VG Empire, the awesome, awesome, awesome podcast about video game music, hosted by my old buddy, Brett Elston. He's, he's on most of these episodes. Uh, now, if you'd like to support us and LazerTimePodcast.com, there's so many ways to help. On the left side of the screen, you'll see a little donate button. You can just click on that, give money directly to us through PayPal, helps keep the show free. Also, you can purchase t-shirts, a Laser Time t-shirt. We have that store. And if you'd like to support us just by buying things on Amazon, there's links to many products on Amazon. And if you click on that link to the Amazon product, you buy anything through that link, not just the thing that you clicked on, you will be giving us a little bit of money that really helps us out in the long run. So please help, help if you can. Uh, I would also like to say if you're listening to us on iTunes or Zune and uh, we'd like it if you subscribe to us and review us and give us five stars. really helps out Cape Crisis. It uh, helps our visibility, helps us move up the ranks on the video game pod. Well, for some reason we're in the video game section, but it helps us move up the rank in the video game podcast thing. And I love to see us move up the ranks and be in the top 50. It just makes me feel good. And you want to make me feel good, don't you? Don't you? Uh, anyways, thank you so much. So the last part here, time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week, where I pick a comic book that I want to suggest to you guys. And I talked about it on the podcast, but I'd like to give a little more lip service to it. And that is the Fantagraphics Uncle Scrooge collection of classic Uncle Scrooge stories written by, written and drawn by Carl Barks. They're so beautiful and timeless and just such... Wonderful stories uh, about these characters you think you know from watching the DuckTales cartoons as a kid, but this is them in their truest form. It's 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 just such a it's such a great series. I love it so much. And Fantagraphics has done a great job representing this material. It's and it's uh, it's printed in on great paper stock and hardcover. It's really good. So you'll see a link to that on the post for this episode on LazerTimePodcast.com. Or you can go to CapeCrisis.com or Hulk 
dick.com if you want to get old school with it. All right. So now that all the plugs are done, let's get back to the show. Well, hey, bros, we're back on the other side. We're back. So this is the part See, where we... flip side. Flippity flap. So this is what the flip side looks like. Yes, welcome. <laughs> we're through the looking glass, people, as uh, Milhouse said on the Holy season. Shit. Guys, we're going to talk about uh, last week's question of the week. Oh, that's a funny picture. Yeah, last week's... That's qu- a really good picture. Well, it, was the, it was last week's question of the week, so Michael can answer. Last week, it was revealed that uh, our uh, favorite male and female characters in DC, Superman and Wonder Woman, are now canonically a couple. In the main series, they are hooking it up and doing it well. And so, <laughs> I'm for it. Micro parts. Doing it against dirty. It. Go. Ugh. And uh. so the question <laughs> last week was, what comic book hookup do you want to see? And I said, uh, I said, the Blob and Deadpool, and uh, uh, drunk Orson Welles. No, 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 the Blob and Kingpin. Drunk, drunk or wow, holy shit! Not a, not a, oh, have to be on the first floor. Those two. They'll have oh, uh, who's the top in that? Yeah, well, drunk, drunk Orson Welles drew a picture. Matter? It's just a giant blob of flesh. Drunk Orson Welles drew a, a wonderful picture of the blob uh, rowing Deadpool in a rowboat <laughs> with the rowboat. Uh, with, his, with, with Deadpool as a little parasol. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I would never have been able to pull the word parasol out of my ass. Thank you, Henry. Uh, so first I'm going to say the first person to reply, and that's White Steve Harvey. White uh, Steve Harvey. One of our favorites. He said he'd like to see Earth 616 Nick Fury oh, hook up with Ultimate Nick Fury. Oh. So a little little black and white action is what he'd like to see. Um, uh, Cody Stovall also talked up the Batman-Wonder Woman connection I want to see, mm-hmm. which uh, they also alluded to in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. I, I really like that. Like, I, I like uh, uh, Brigo says um, Daredevil and She-Hulk. They're both liars. <laughs> I think that works fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, lawyers. Liars. Oh, hey, wow, look, on the first page, the picture i was talking about of stanley there it is this guy saw it somewhere too there's stan lee's oh. nude pictorial guys he's yeah. like hey kids check Hot. me out it's the 70s hey <laughs> it's me stan lee we're all relaxing here. this comic book is a giant luscious dick <laughs> i made him a little too jewish with a, with a giant 70s bush i still yes <laughs> i'll stand by my description stan lee is your sweet grandfather's boyfriend you know, that's the, yes. always be that that's what ruins watching like vintage porn because or watching porn when you realize it's vintage because you see like the size of the bush or the hairstyles oh when you see, a, this t- you see an asshole that isn't bleached <laughs> or the yeah we're we're spoiled really uh, honestly well, not Holy just shit. asshole that isn't bleached asshole that's surrounded by hair if you're not mm-hmm. in the uh, or mustaches, if you're yeah. not in the Laser Time forums, you should really go there just to see Pedo Barracl- giant animated GIF. Of, I'm guessing a manipulated shot from a goofy movie, which is everybody being sprayed down by cum with a giant dick. Wow! It's dripping out of Pete's mouth. I have to see this. It's It's pretty incredible. All poured out by the uh, Polly Shore character. Yes, the 
making copies. <laughs> I got that really wrong there. This is, is this is happening, by the way. This is. Oh, oh I want to say Nathan Explosion says Wonder Woman and Aquaman. He'd like to see them hook up. By the way, Nathan Explosion, I met IRL at the BART station. It is nice to what? see you again, Nathan. Yeah, he was. Oh, I think you met Brendan Small. No, Nathan Explosion, That's our cool user, too. Nathan Explosion. Hey, Nathan Explosion. G- Darth Ender X posted uh, uh, Miss Marvel and Spider Woman real life cosplay pic that is doing something weird to me right now. Mm. Somebody else talk. Uh, Dr. Dr. Pepper says, uh, I liked Mr. Terrific and Power Girl's fl- flirtatious relationship. Yeah, it was good. And I'd also like to see Bullseye and Lady Bullseye. <laughs> That's a character, Lady Bullseye? Yeah, Lady Bullseye isn't as stupid as she sounds. Yes, she sounds pretty it, stupid. No offense to that user, but just the lack of imagination. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Superman and Supergirl. <laughs> no, Ooh. Superman and Ew. Lady Superman. Did you read that? There was a great... Um, I think it was on Cracked where they had like weirdest things that were in comics. Uh, Dude, Ms. Superman. This In this one, it was uh, Supergirl was trying to find a wife for Superman, and she finds one that is basically her, and Superman does fall in love with her, but through some contrivance, he can't marry this other Supergirl. And then Superman basically says to her, uh, I wish I could marry someone like you, Supergirl. But cousins can't marry. In some states in in America, they can marry. But on Krypton, that it was against the law, and I will respect that. That'll send you the Phantom Zone lifetime of squirting. That was his. But I mean, that, that really was happened? his. Squirt. Yes, but that was his only squirt, reason squirt. he wouldn't marry her is because, because legally, it's, it's legally he can't get with his cousin. Yeah. But ah, man, if it was. <laughs> Oh boy, the things I do to you. <laughs> I, well. eat, I eat children. Said Galactus in X twenty three, that healing factor. <laughs> oh, oh my, oh dear. Seriously. Oh, <laughs> I think that was something uh, when Heroes was actually popular and something people gave a shit about. Uh, I remember it was the so di- first season. Yeah, the first season. The director of um, Hostel. What's his name? Eli Roth. Uh, Eli yeah. Roth. He he talked about it in an interview like, well, with the cheerleader, I mean, her hymen must reheal every time too, right? So she'll never enjoy sex. So I was like, oh, I guess they're right. Yeah, yeah she's so. basically one of the 72 virgins that I'll get when I die in battle. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to suck. I mean, right? Uh, ooh, look at this user rape crisis, says um, Ultimate Spider-Man in his female clone. Ooh. And mm. uh, Thanos and Death, says Jishu. Uh Brigo, mm-hmm. a newer user, has only posted three times. He said, I'd love to see Nightwing and Catwoman get together. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of gross because that's like he's dating his mom. Like yeah. Catwoman's with his dad. And yeah. then, ugh, no, I don't I like don't that. care if he's made a simple relationship. Oh, also, somebody pointed out Cooper, uh, that I don't think it's the Cooper we know. He pointed out we that uh, we called... <laughs> It, we said it was Kate Beckinsdale that was Lois Lane. It was, it it was, was definitely Kate, Kate, Kate Beckinsdale. It was Kate Bosworth. It was. It was Kate Brickabrack. <laughs> I, f- I found out recently that like I never f- uh, stuck with the Ultimate uh, timeline for very, more than a few issues, but like found uh, out that Ultimate Spider-Man ended up dating Kitty Pride. Yeah, they it's were like, a cute that's, couple. That's actually pretty. I like kind of cool. Yeah. Um, let's see one more here. I'm like gonna read Pride. off. Well, everybody loves Shadow Cat. Though that was also a gross one when Shadowcat was fifteen, she or sixteen maybe she was dating Colossus like for the first time, <laughs> like, and that was uh, you. Sh- there was this post online about how uh, 
if you look closely at well, not even that closely in in John Burns' stories, and he he wrote those with Chris Claremont. He created co-created Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. He has a history of having May December relationships mm-hmm. of men in their forties or fifties, really whatever age John Byrne currently is. I bet he's been dating married. dating women in their late teens at best. I bet he's been married for a long time. Or magical character, or he's dating. Ma- they're dating magical characters that look like children, but are actually older than the men. Yeah, gross. Jeez. All right, one more. Harley Quinn and Deadpool, a psychopathic hmm. match made in heaven. That could be interesting. That's kind of great. All right. So this week's question of the week. <laughs> this is something I've been noticing. So um, Ed Brubaker, mm-hmm. one of my favorite writers, Brubaker, Brubaker, I believe it's love great. him. He's so great, and he uh, he. Did one of the best runs ever on Daredevil, and also on Ca- he made Captain America matter to us. He brought back Bucky, mm-hmm. something you could never do, and he did it right. Well, now he's announced that he's written his last Marvel book. Like, he's quitting oh. Marvel for a time. He's written his final issue of Captain America, and he's like, I'm done. Going to do more creator-owned stuff. I wonder if, you know, you keep hearing more and more of this, that uh, especially DC, at the same time as Brubaker leaves... Rob Liefeld has made a very public exit of DC because he says his editors are wanting him to be a typewriter. Like the editors are trying to dictate this plots mm-hmm. and make him like not uh, disenfranchise a writer. Like it seems more and more creativity is being taken out of the DC and Marvel books. And I think mm-hmm. it's doing a good thing that it's inspiring the better guys like Brubaker to work on more creator-owned things. Same with Matt Fraction. Same with, like, all these great writers. I was thinking that because I just read Fatal, like, mm-hmm. his most recent creator oh. thing. And it's... A lot of guys are going to Image to do that stuff. Yeah. First issue's free of Fatal. Of everything on Image now. On Comixology. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. First issue free? Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, so what do you guys think of... Uh, do you think there will come a time where the best guys will just... Not even go to Marvel and they'll, or DC and just immediately go straight to creator owned. And no, but, no, I think you will make a name for yourself mm-hmm. in your independent creator owned thingamajig, and then you'll make a bigger name for yourself mm-hmm. at Marvel, and you'll make more money, and then you'll eventually make your own money once you've made you a name for a yourself brand, at, yeah. at Marvel. I and see and that. I, 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 part of this is understanding how these how Marvel and DC work, what I think we all don't realize is how far in advance these things are dictated. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's literally years they before a character's introduced, they know what they're doing. So I can understand when, when you said, I'm, you're, I'm just a typewriter. I'm like, well, we have plans for this character. Mm-hmm. We have things we want to do with this character. When... It's still in negotiations. At, uh, but at I, still think, I still think their corporate masters are becoming a little more... They're intruding more. Well, that's what I'm saying. The I, owners I think, of I think, Warner or Disney. I think it should be a huge point of pride to work at Disney and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Or uh, DC and Marvel. But there are more planners now that these things are growing. Mm-hmm. And these characters' destinations have been decided years in advance, probably before you got hired. Mm-hmm. So you're not really going to be able to pick the direction in which this character goes. You're going to be able to fill in the gaps in between. Unless they trust you to such an extent that they put you in the gra- on the ground floor of planning. That yes, stuff. I mean there's I mean there's certain people who can still do that at DC and Marvel who they don't mm-hmm. want to risk losing. But I mean there's still and they there's, pay them enough to keep them. And I don't, I don't think like Brubaker's probably making a shit ton of money by going and doing his own publisher own book. But he's probably at this point where he it balances, doesn't need it as much. It balances out his 
creative need to keep producing and keep writing. Mm-hmm. I can still support myself. But also, I think, too, it comes from the, the movies now, too, mm-hmm. because I think Brubaker especially, I follow him on Twitter, and, like, I think Brubaker was genuinely offended. He created this character that was used in X-Men First Class, mm-hmm. and he was like, I made up this character. I didn't even know he was in the film until, like, right before it came out, and I got no money for it when they used the character I made. Like, he could at least get a little bonus for it. Something and then, like that. A and watch. Then, a gold and then watch. he finds out... That the captain, the second Captain America movie is going to be based on the Winter Soldier yeah. thing he made up, and like they're going to use they're going to use his scripts extensively. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you we don't if Marvel does the right thing, then they will get they should give him some sort of compensation for it. But they don't have to. They don't have yeah. to. And if they that wasn't negotiated to. earlier, it probably will never yeah, happen. I'm sure it's perfectly legal under the contract. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Signed, just but, to be like, thanks right. for, thanks, guy. Thanks, if they buddy. were, were going to be good guys. Man, what would it be like to, to write for a company that doesn't pay your residuals? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is all companies where under your employment there, that is every work company. For hire. It's all your, companies, your, but your creative work done there is owned by the company. It's, it's all totally it's everything but movies and TV for the most well, part. Well, Tyler, do you think it it'll, it's going to, as as the market expands and there's more room for creator on stuff, do you think that the more creative people are not going to work for Marvel <clears throat> and DC as time goes on? I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, you know. hope so? I think they'll probably still have to make their names through the usual routes, but not forever. But they should make new characters instead of just making spider better Spider-Man stories. They they should make their own guys. I would like that because I would probably read those more. What's I, stopping you from making a comic? Just out of curiosity, I could. I had one really bad idea. Um, Tyler's a, a tremendous no, artist, no, by no, the way. Terrible. You're really good. But um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, I would. I love. And whenever I go to the comic book store with Anne, I immediately go to like the ridiculous, mm. awful, like local comics with an X. Uh, ah. section uh, a lot of which is just like total garbage uh, sorry i mean i didn't mean that a lot of which is very amateurish mm-hmm. but like fun to see people like finding a voice and doing something silly and, mm-hmm. and weird yeah it's not mainstream enough for there to be a market for that stuff but if like the guys who are making great marvel stuff can go off and do their own thing they can mm-hmm. probably do great stuff Brubaker mm-hmm. is at the point where he's made enough friends and, and well, his name means something yeah now. his name means something and that is from being he can put on his thing he worked on Captain America he did those Daredevil books you really yeah. liked it, he earned that kind of cachet same with same with Alan Moore got big from working on main char- like major characters mm-hmm. you know? I think it's publishing in general especially with digital books and comics mm-hmm. it's really like the old barrier the reason that not everyone could just publish something was that it had to be printed on paper and that cost mm-hmm. a lot of money and distributed uh, unlike the independent comic people would go to kinkos and staple their things and hand deliver them to comic mm-hmm. book stores and say will you sell this and that's how sort of that underground scene existed but now yeah. like people are self publishing novels and mm-hmm. like some of them are doing really well and doing web comics a lot of them are really bad but yes. some of them are pretty good, and mm-hmm. web comics uh, are one independent way mm-hmm. to make money. We're, I and, mean, we're and going one to in every <laughs> one thousand are good. Yes, I think. most of them we're are pretty. pretty but, but that is totally that's totally normal. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it always is. Ratio to every other. Yeah, uh, no matter medium. what medium, it's mm-hmm. like one in every thousand are going to hit. Or Michael, more than that. What do you think? Ask him the question again. Uh, I don't. Do you, th- do you think that the creative control from these companies are going to get? 
the creative control for Marvel and DC are going to push out the creative people like like Ed Brubaker. Like, or I really don't have an opinion. That's oh, fine. Fine. That's sticking out. What do you think of print dying? Uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, uh, all right. It's an inevitability. Well, so what do you guys think? Do you think uh, you guys? When I say you guys, I don't mean do the, worry the listeners. It? Do you, do you worry that Marvel Comics and DC Comics will get worse because they'll scare away the good writers with too much control? Or and is that a problem? Would you rather read a good writer's original character, or do you want a great Spider-Man comic? I don't know what I'd say to that. What if Marvel and DC are to comic writers mm-hmm. what comics are to Saturday Night Live? You come Comedians, there for this... Com, well, comedians, yes. yes. To, you come there, you get the biggest showcase that you never would have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. But then once all the world's eyes are on you and that companies recognize your talents, you go on to bigger and better things. After seven years. After... Seven years. Yeah. Brubaker's putting his time. I mean, you're you're, you're coming years. on, and uh, you're you're basically doing working on someone else's creation mm-hmm. for a while. That has to be a little bit creatively stifling. But at the same time, a lot of people, like I've seen a lot of underground cartoonists come to mm-hmm. Marvel, like after doing their own books for years, and they're like, "Yeah, it's it's such a thrill to be able to work on Deadpool so. or Spider Man or mm-hmm. the whole." I think so. I, I saw there was an interview with. So I don't. I mentioned this here before. It was someone talking about Christopher Nolan. Like, well, what if I fuck up Batman? And the executive's like, actually, like, Batman specifically thrives off of reinterpretation. Mm -hmm. Like, he's constantly reinvented. Which is a nice way of saying, Batman's fucked. No, not not, not (laughs) fucked. But, like, like he, every time someone does something bold and original with him, it generally thrives. He's a very versatile hero. And I think... I don't know. I think it'd be really fun to to write for an established character. He's not a man. He's a symbol. What was, what was the? Sure. the I, I saw an Elseworlds I, uh, interpretation with him once that was basically <laughs> Batman uh, as a mentally disabled adult who dressed up as Batman, and like everyone in his neighborhood just you know thought he was kind of a weirdo. But then like he he tries to intervene to stop a crime, and they. they the guy who's beating up someone else turns around and beats up him, and then like the whole neighborhood comes out and's like, "Hey, don't beat up on that guy. He's harmless." <laughs> Love it. Am I crazy, or did Dan tell me about a scenario in which uh, Bruce Wayne is killed that night with his parents and his yes. oh, yeah. dad becomes Batman? Might have been. Yeah, me. that's that's another that's flashpoint. Okay, yeah, that's just crazy that that can be completely redone that yeah. way. Yeah, well, I forgot there was this. Uh, I want to make. A quick mention to Stabby Joe in the comments. Uh, I think he said, what, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn? Yes. That's, uh, I, I'd i like to see them as a couple, too. I think they make a funny couple. But uh, it's it's definitely something Bruce Tim fantasizes about. But uh, <laughs> All right, anyway, so answer that question in the forums, guys. We ought to give this uh, a break. We've uh, we've gone on long enough. Wasted your time. Come say hi to us at Pax. Do I hi to come say hi to us at Pax? P A X Pax Prime mm-hmm. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, if you want to locate me, I can tell you where I will be at one point at noon on Friday at the corner of Eighth and Pine. Food truck. Food truck. Hey, I'll be there too. Right before the PC Gamer Mega Panel. Come on. What? 
come on down to the Kraken Theater right after it's that like food a, truck. It's like a Nintendo Wait, E3 panel, but for PC games, what right? What day is it? Well, it was. No, it's a little different this year. It's actually oh. a, a talk it's, with some great people about. Uh, I know Notch is there. About storytelling in games. Notch, uh, Telltale, Dean Rocket Hall, Creator Day Z. Um, Ooh, boy. Yes, we do have the lead writer of um, <laughs> The Walking Dead. I can't remember his name. Gary Witta? No, Gary Witta is not there. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, he's writing episode four. Screw that. No, I'm just kidding. I love Gary Witta. <laughs> Uh, There's, um, wait, what time is that? Say the time again. Well, the food trucks is from 11:30 to 3. I will be there at noon. What day? On Friday. Okay. I, I think I'm going to show up too. Good. Yeah, Michael. Uh, can we get a commitment from you? Um, nope. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I probably won't be able to show up. I will try. But I will say, uh, if you miss hearing me on these podcasts, I encourage <gasps> everybody to go to P Tom Talk Yay! Station. PTOMTalkstation.wordpress.com. <laughs> Download uh, Talk easy, Station. That is where it is. P T O M Talk Station. WordPress.com. Uh-huh. Uh, download it. Listen to it. Uh, log in. Leave a comment. Give us feedback. Uh, we've we've only gotten the first episode done so far, so your feedback may help shape for future episodes. It's the official podcast of the official PlayStation, the official magazine. Yeah, but we can't just call it PlayStation, the official podcast, because then we'll probably get sued. I think Jeff Rubenstein at the PlayStation blog might have some issues with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, they have they have PlayStation, the official blogcast. That's not us, uh-huh. sadly. Well, um, I think it's a wonderful podcast, and I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, but you. I already think that. I, I love of confidence is, is heartwarming. I love everybody involved. Oh. And let me also remind people, Games Radar still has a new podcast up to episode three, Radio Radar. Mm. Look for it. All right, we should really stop. But uh, we will see any of you lucky folks at PAX. You'll see me walking around every day. Say hi to me. Bother me, please. But don't touch me. Uh, <laughs> Give him a big hug. All right. Give them a big loving hug. Yeah, just like if you could take off your shirts and just sort of rub your sweaty bodies against Henry, he'd love Oof, that. Boy. All right. <laughs> yeah, ruin a super meat boy shirt. No, that's already in the wash. I can't wear my meat boy shirt there. I, I I have such a small amount of uh, shirts to choose from. Like, and I'm so choosy about my convention shirts now. Mm. I, uh, you know what? Henry will be wearing a Marvel shirt. Likely a Doctor Doom. I have two Doctor Dooms I've been saving for this. I plan to wear red jeans for at least one day. Chris knows for a fact I bought red jeans. You'll be, be able to spot noticeable, me yes. as that one guy wearing red jeans. Yeah. Like, no matter what happens, Tyler looks like a hipster making mouse. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see you in Seattle if we see you. And until next week, Excelsior! Excelsior!